we have Belinda Doe with us. What are we talking about today, Belinda? Today we're going to be talking about kids' health, mental and physical health. Oh, excellent. Looking forward to that. And you always think that they're looking after themselves, but it doesn't always happen. No, it's not always as straightforward as that. No Peter Mullen today for health and well-being, but we do have Belinda Doe. And welcome to you. Now, kids' ailments, kids' problems, they do have a range of mental and physical health issues, don't they, these days? What are some of the things we might talk about today, Belinda? Yeah, well, probably mostly the common things that we see in clinic, which are uh, anxiety, behavioural challenges, Anxiety and intolerances are a really big one. Allergies and intolerances, sorry. Upset tummies, trouble sleeping, recurrent colds and runny noses and, and rashes are probably the top They're the ones major ones. Mm. So why don't we start off with a little bit of anxiety and, anxiety. Uh, and tell us. Tell us about it. I don't think of kids as being anxious. You think of them as being totally relaxed and at one with the world, but that's not always so. Oh, our world is so different these days. Everything's at the, you know, the touch of a button and immediate access and and with the world news and things like that, our kids pick up on these things. And um, anxiety and behavioural challenges are one of my favourite things to work with. And Good. <laughs> kids are so responsive, though, so it's really rewarding to see. So we see things like anxiety and stress, trouble concentrating and hyperactivity, um, energy problems, hyperactive, underactive, being really oversensitive emotionally or overwhelmed and mm-hmm. even trouble sleeping. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit more about some of these. Mm. Well, uh, basically, as a naturopath, what we need to do is identify why this is happening. And we call these the underlying causes or triggers. Um, And then we can even look at some other reasons why or other things that could be making it worse, like nutritional deficiencies or food intolerances. Mm -hmm. So food's pretty important. Food's huge, yeah. And um, it often takes a lot to get people's head around that because it's it's just something you grab and put in your mouth, right? You don't really think too much about Mm -hmm. it other than it tastes good. Um, but I always say that there's the biochemical aspect of these issues. So we're talking about, you know, our internal biochemistry or imbalances. And then there's the learned habits or behaviors. So what our life has taught us along the way, how we respond to things and, and getting the balance of these is really important. And Mm -hmm. that's why naturopathy works so well with other modalities. So food, mm, yeah, okay. Now, what about breakfast for kitties? Is that a good thing to do? Some like it, some don't. Mm. I often find it will depend on the individual, but that said, I see a lot of trouble with blood sugar regulation in kids these days, and I actually don't have to look very far to find a really good example of this because my three-and-a-half-year-old son suffers from this. Mm -hmm. And I see that as when he wakes up in the morning, his head is all over the place. He's overly sensitive, over-emotional, and that doesn't calm down until about two minutes after his first bite of food. How nice that it happens so quickly. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, it's, it's a really simple place to start. We just need to look at the diet, see what they're eating, when they're eating, what's the quality of their food like, um, and, and we can do a lot for anxiety and, and overwhelm like that. And, of course, allergies, food intolerances, are mm. they often play a big part these days. Yeah, absolutely. And us naturopaths really have an affinity for talking about food intolerances, mm. but it just affects so many aspects of our children's health these days. And when we're talking about mental health or, um, or those mood sorts of things, Foods, foods can affect us in so many different ways and so many different foods can affect us. So it's really hard to pinpoint sometimes. 
Yes, we all know about the peanut allergy and how common that can yeah. be. Uh, but there are lots of other, or milk, I suppose, mm. eggs sometimes. Yep. eggs, soy, mm-hmm. all, all kinds of things. But I guess the tricky thing is that any food can be reactive in any anybody and it's um you can have an immediate response to that food so you'll you'll know if you are allergic to a food but you can have a delayed response and that's when you won't have symptoms for a few hours to a few days afterwards and then you don't know which food it is exactly what do you do about that that's when we love to do our food intolerance test Mm -hmm. So it's testing your blood for an immune response to different foods. And um, it's a really fast track way of working out what you're reacting to. Yes. Now, is there uh, something that will help with anxiety? Mm, Yeah. So number one, getting the blood sugar level stable. So working out what your child's eating and when, and when are their most reactive times. Um, supplement wise, I always love to start with zinc because so many kids are deficient in zinc these days and it is, has such an important role to play in mental health and anxiety. So we see really fast results with zinc. To a new RFM's health and wellbeing and Belinda Doe, uh, we're talking about kiddies, ailments and problems and allergies and intolerances, food intolerances, as you said is definitely one of them. How do they normally um, suffer from these things? What, how do you know your child is suffering a, a food intolerance or an allergy? Yeah, some of the classic things we see are that itchy, inflamed, rash-type um, condition. And then there's other reactive things like asthma, hay fever. Even constant runny noses are a sign of allergy and intolerance. Um, irritated eyes and, and even recurrent ear infections as well. Okay, so it's uh, when that happens, then they may be having a reaction. Absolutely. To yeah. an allergen. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so what do you do about it? <laughs> Well, again, it's about identifying what they're reacting to. And and like I said before, that can be tricky because our immune system can react in a few different ways. So we can either have an immediate response. And these this is when you will know what you're allergic to because you react to it every single time very, very quickly. And we call that an immunoglobulin E response or an IgE response. Um, Basically, this is when your immune system decides that a particular substance is harmful to you. So it could be a pollen or a food or or something like that. And it thinks it needs to fight it off for you to keep you safe. And this is when you can get mucus production and inflammation and swelling. So symptoms like breathing problems, hives and rashes, coughing, vomiting. Um, And when it's severe enough, this is the type of response that goes into an anaphylactic reaction. Okay, so that's like being bitten by or stung by a bee and and your body not coping with that. That's another way. Absolutely, exactly. And there there is another type too. Yeah, so we can have a delayed response, which is a non-IgE-mediated response, um, where the symptoms can be delayed by an hour or two or even a couple of days. And that's where it can be really hard to work out what on earth you're reacting to or what your child's reacting to. Yes. So then what do you do? (laughs) Then, um, So there's a few ways that we can identify them. So a naturopath, our job is to get to know your child as best as we can. So taking a really thorough case history, um, doing a physical examination. So looking at your child and examining various things, you know, ears and eyes and and that kind of thing. Um, And then other, other testing. So whether it's food intolerance testing or looking at diet and symptom diaries or, um, even elimination diets can be really helpful. So for parents, keeping a diary, a food diary is a very good 
step towards identifying what the problem is. Mm, Okay, so let's say we have identified what it is or what it might be, then how do we confirm that? Yep. So um, what we'll often do is remove that from the diet or environment because remember it can be something that you're ingesting or something you're coming into contact with in your environment or or putting on your body. Um, And then we focus on rebalancing the gut and, and the immune system so it's not so overreactive. Mm-hmm. And rebalancing sounds interesting. Mm, yeah. <laughs> How do you do that? So, again, removing it from the environment or the diet and then working with our herbs and nutrients to come in and restore function and balance. So, again, zinc is really good for this because it's great for boosting the immune system. It's also antiviral as well. Um, Echinacea is a fantastic herb because it boosts the immune system, helps to sort of modulate that immune response and tone down inflammation. Um, we've got a few other herbs in our in our herbal tool belt as well that do very similar things. Um, and vitamin C is also a really good one too because it's a natural antihistamine. So it, it stops your immune system from being so overactive. Looking forward to uh, carrying on with our discussion right now with Belinda Doe and to a new RFM's health and well-being and helping your kids thrive, Belinda. Again, we're talking about food, aren't we? Yeah, we are. But um, there's a few things parents can do to support their children's health and also a few things to look out for to um, to make sure that everything's going okay for them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I would say uh, diet, as we've been talking about the whole segment, is a really important one. Um, but gut health is really important too. And it's, it's all about poo, unfortunately. So <laughs> paying attention to what your kids' bowels are doing. Yes. Um, so gut-wise, kids need to be using their bowels daily. And it's so common for this picture of chronic constipation and um, and these really sick kids coming into us. But anywhere from one to three times a day is considered normal. Okay. Yeah. So look, if you notice any change in your child's toileting habits, uh, that's a really big clue that something's out of balance. Mm-hmm. And you can get uh, other symptoms like excessive bloating or wind or burping, sore tummy complaints, fussy eating and, and even food aversions are also really good clues as well. Okay, so um, having sorted out the waste products and assessed them, uh, that's a good spur to come along and and make sure something happens about it. Mm. So then? Then um, I think one of the biggest issues that I see over and over again is the way children's food is packaged and marketed Mm. because it's so confusing. So they're... um, They're often packaged with bright, colourful, fun images that kids are naturally drawn to. And then they've got these buzzwords on them as well, like um, added protein or calcium or no added this or no added that. And so parents think that they're making a really healthy choice for their child. So that's really confusing. But in a nutshell... It's really important to learn how to read labels and read between the lines. So is as a general rule, the less processed, the better. And steer clear from ingredients that you don't recognize, like numbers and, and really big words. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you got any tips for how to face the supermarket? <laughs> Stick to the outside aisles. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's where all the fresh fruit and produce, fresh, fresh food and produce is. Yes. Okay. That sounds good. And not quite so much packaging as well. That's right. And of course, I dare say sugar has got something uh, in your. <laughs> what Absolutely. 
sugar. Yeah, so um, no matter what specific health challenges your child has, it's always a good idea to stay away from really sugary foods. So it's going to upset their blood sugar levels. Um, it's containing that really horrible high fructose corn syrup a lot of the time. Um, and and additives and, and preservatives can affect kids in so many different ways that it's often hard to pinpoint, like we've said. Now we know about the red drink, mm. the red um, yeah, soft drink, but uh, there are other things that will set them off as well. Absolutely, mm. yeah. yeah. And what about lifestyle type things? Yeah, lifestyle, getting the kids out in nature, away from screen times is, is really important. Um, and, and also, I, I guess, teaching them how to be in touch with their bodies, you know, not just mindlessly eating, but teaching them how food affects them as well. Okay, so that they can start to be aware of what's happening with them. Yeah, absolutely. That's okay. uh, And what about other lifestyle type things? Anything there? Yeah, look, I guess um, my greatest passion is to encourage really clear and open lines of communication between parents and their children. Um, so, you know, teaching them about their bodies and why you're asking them to eat or not eat particular foods and how it affects them is really powerful. I've had a lot of kids... Um, really learn to self-regulate, you know, even putting chocolate bars down and things like that because they know what it does to them, Mm. which is pretty powerful. That is powerful and Mm. pretty unusual, you'd think. It it is, yeah. (laughs) And it's all a question of just making them aware of what's happening. So um, that's definitely, I mean, open communication is always a good thing, isn't it, within a family. Um, and uh, anything else about after-school activities? Or? Yeah, so um, going places as a family is is really good, quality family time, but also not overdoing it. So not trying to jam-pack your weekends full of things or, you know, every single weekend, every, every single weekday after school. I think kids and parents both need time to decompress and, and relax and turn off. Decompress, I like it. <laughs> okay, more decompression required. And I think you're right. Everybody does need it. True. So thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. Belinda Doe and 2NURFM's Health and Wellbeing. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.